So I'm trying to understand um, Keith Weiner's arguments about how the Fed doesn't really print money. He's written some articles, and I read maybe two weeks ago. But he also um, he he just had a debate with Pierre Richard on you know gold versus Bitcoin. He's a gold guy, um, and um, he had a tweet I think yesterday or today that just said I, I reiterated this point that he's made in the past that the Fed doesn't print money, and that the inflation that we're experiencing today, basically you know what people think of inflation, which is the rising prices. Because I guess he doesn't define inflation as expansion of the money supply. I don't think that he even considers dollars today money. I think he considers it all credit, uh, which I'll get to in a second. But um, he's he like he wrote articles in the past about well, if if we're creating money or if, or if the dollar, you know, we're creating this credit money, maybe maybe he would describe it like that. Why aren't we experiencing high prices? You know, and I, I he wrote this maybe 2016 or something, back 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 then, maybe even 2012. I'm not sure what when, um, but he was. I think he was trying to explain why we weren't seeing rising rising prices. Well, I don't even know if I buy that. I mean, we had rising prices. We've had a housing bubble right for a decade. Right, we've had, or since 2008, we've been in this housing boom. We've had uh, tech stocks right going up. We've had. Um, well, we've had Bitcoin, right? We've had cryptocurrencies. So I don't, I, I think that I kind of subscribe to this belief that the the rising asset prices could affect certain industries, right? And not, not it, it may not affect uh, the economy broadly, right? But, but now, right, we're seeing prices slip into, prices uh, affect food, prices affect gas, prices affect sort of all the necessities that people need to buy, not just Bitcoin, not just cryptocurrencies, real estate. Like it seems to be be everywhere now. So he's trying to, he's he's making the argument today, like if you go look at his Twitter, which I didn't link to, I apologize. But if you, if you go look at his Twitter, he's making the argument today that the inflation that we're seeing today is not a result of the quote money printer or expansion of the money supply. Or, you know, he's saying that, he said basically it's, it's the result of bad policies, of restrictive policies, of, you know, COVID lockdowns, of shortages. Uh, basically, he's blaming it on government policies, regulations that restrict uh, people people's freedom to produce things that we all need. And while, you know, their, their, their energy policy, right, that's a big one too. While I do agree, that's, that could be a large part of it. That could be a huge percentage of the, why we have such large increases. Um, I think that it might be both. I think that I, you know, I, I think that the, I mean, in his article, maybe I don't understand it, but he hasn't convinced me so far that the Fed doesn't print money. I still, I still kind of concede that. Um, but he's blaming it all on regulation, regulation, government policies. I tend to think that it could be that. I, I, I definitely think that contributes. Um, but I don't think it's just that. And I'm going to just try to describe or summarize what it is he is saying in these articles where he where he says, you know, does the Fed really print? No, it doesn't. It borrows. Um, so I think this is his view. I think that he views our dollars today as a liability 
of the issuer, the Federal Reserve, uh, although they're irredeemable. So it's, it's, you know, some kind of liability that the Fed has. I don't know what that means. Is it a liability to keep the prices stable, to keep the dollar's uh, state, you know, value from plummeting? Is that what he's talking about? Um, are they ultimately responsible if something goes wrong, right? Are they ultimately responsible for these dollars that are not redeemable? I don't, I don't know. Like, um, but I think he's describing like this idea. He doesn't like the idea of printing money. Uh, and printing money, in my opinion, is sort of the idea that you're creating something from nothing. So whether you're actually, I'm not talking about printing it on paper. We're talking mainly about creating it out of thin air, right? Creating something, a new dollar that, that did, didn't exist before, right? It has no basic, like, so if you borrow something, in my opinion, you're borrowing it from somebody that already had it, right? So if someone has a dollar and you borrow it, that dollar had to exist. Um, but if the Fed is just creating new dollars to buy up assets to put on their balance sheet, they give the dollars out. The dollars go out the door. Where, where do they come from is my question. Did they borrow these like maybe Keith is suggesting or did they um, create it out of thin air? Now, he may be alluding to the fact that this is my, he didn't, I don't know if he, he didn't really say this. This is just, he did talk about banking and how, you know, there's reserves in the bank and that people the bank will lend based off of these reserves, assets that people like deposit with them. And I'm perfectly fine with that idea. Now, I real I think that the Federal Reserve basically has reserves from people that, um, well, sorry, from commercial banks, right? Commercial banks, I think, have to deposit some amount of their assets with the Federal Reserve. And so it's my opinion, maybe this is what he's talking about. Maybe he's talking about uh, how the Fed has these assets, deposits from all these commercial banks that it, 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 um, that have to like bank with, basically to, to be in the system, right? The, the commercial banks have to have some amount of deposits at the Federal Reserve. And if you think about, well, where do these deposits come from? I guess they come from the customers of these commercial banks. So think about banking, think about your own banking. You put, you put some money at your bank, right? The bank is, is lending some, some of the deposits out, right? Um, making money um, off lending. Now, I don't condone banking, how banking is set up. I think that if the bank is gonna lend, they should tell, they should tell the depositor, hey, look, you're, you're locking up your your deposits here. You can't access them. So the banks in this country have a, have a loophole where the federal government sort of allows them to lend out money, but also make the basis of this lending, right? Or the, the, the money that, that is supposed to be, um, uh, sort of reserved, like sort of kept away from the original depositor. Cause if they're lending it out, the depositor shouldn't have access to it. Well, the government says, no, no, no can do this, which I think disrupts our whole system. It's, it's not fair, right? The banks are allowed to do this, um, but they have the, you know, the government backing them up. But think of, think of your deposits at your commercial bank, and then think about 
this commercial bank has to put their has to put some amount of deposits right at the Federal Reserve. So I think Keith is making the argument that could be wrong. He might be making the argument that, um, well, the Fed just borrow, right? And, and well, they're just a bank and they borrow from basically the commercial banks that have to put reserve assets on the, you know, at the Fed that have amount of, of their reserve, some amount of their, think of it, I guess, as deposits at the Federal Reserve. So is he saying that the Federal Reserve doesn't print, they're just borrowing. So they're just borrowing off of the commercial bank's reserves that have to be, have, happen to be parked, you know, at the Fed. Is that what he's saying? You know, and he makes the case that the Federal Reserve um, will, so he makes the case, I think, that dollars are all credit. And what that means is that he thinks, I think, that dollars are all borrowed into existence and that at the end of the day, um, if you borrow, you have to repay, right? So if you borrow something, you have to pay it back. Um, and he thinks that this is okay, right? He thinks that the government can do this if they actually are going to give it back. And he thinks that's fine, right? That the government gets to borrow from the Fed if they pay it back. Now, I think that, that this idea... Um, is is sort of wrong. I mean, it's saying it's is okay to, for some for someone to get the money first, because uh, I think it's created out of thin air. Um, the dollars they're not really backed by anything. But but he's but I'm going to try to just talk about his points. He's saying that it's okay if the government is going to pay it back, um, and it's not okay if they're just going to to not not pay it back or just have to continue borrowing to, to pretend like they're paying it back. Well, um, uh, well, how, you know, that's kind of fuzzy. How do you know when the government isn't or a borrower isn't going to pay them back? Uh, and, and when would the Fed stop lending to the government, right? Because they're highly political. It's not just some you know, the Federal Reserve isn't just some independent actor, right? They're, they're linked politically, um, which is not, in theory, supposed to happen. But I, you know, maybe he's saying that because this, these dollars, he, he calls them borrowed into existence, he thinks that they eventually have to be paid back. And so if you think of it like that, then if they're paid back, this, I, this, this IOU... Um, is returned and these dollars sort of don't exist anymore because if, well, it's not that they don't exist. Well, it is. I mean, if you think about a bank, a bank, when you, when you put money in a bank, they have a deposit for you. Now, technically this is an IOU. Technically this, 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 this deposit shouldn't exist. The money shouldn't be available to you if they're lending it out. So let's just say they're lending it out. The money shouldn't be available available to you, but we all know it is. Um, but let's just pretend like it wasn't. Well, they also create an account to lend uh, to someone borrowing the money you deposited. And say this person is um, paying it back, you know, every so often. When they pay it back, that balance that they have goes to zero. 
So they create, so they, so you put in $30,000, the bank lent out $30,000 and this person is slowly paying their, their loan off, right? So it's going down, it's going to 27, it's going to 23K all the way down back to zero. So this, this number that exists in this bank account that someone has that, 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 that borrowed money from the bank, um, this, this credit or what they want to call it, credit dollars or whatever borrowed, borrowed dollars is slowly going down. It's slowly extinguishing itself. And I think that's what Keith is okay with. Like as long as the debt's repaid, it's not really creating any more money. Um, and he says there, he, he does talk about how there's this idea that the dollar is backed by something, it's backed by government, but it also has this purchasing power in his view, I think, because, you know, people, people borrow money and usually they get, they get like um, a loan based off of some kind of collateral. And so they're, they're willing to pay back their loan. Like what, what forces the hand of someone who borrowed money is that if it, if it's secured by a house or let's say some other, some other collateral, some real stuff, um, then um, they want to work work for dollars to pay off their 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 debt, or also like lose their home or something. Um, so that's why people that's why he thinks that the dollar might have some some floor value or purchasing power. That's an interesting argument. Um, my problem, but backing up to my banking banking account account example, where you deposit and then the bank makes a, lo- a loan right off your deposit. My problem with this example is that uh, this new this new person who gets the, the loan has immediate access to this money and spends it into the economy. And at the same time, me as a me as the depositor of this bank, I have access to my dollars too. Now, in theory, right? Not everybody is using their dollars at one time, or in theory, the bank is you know able to meet withdrawal request at any one time um, for their customers that want to take the money out, right? Or oftentimes we just leave the money sitting there because there's so many tools available to us, right, to move money around. So it's just a, it's just an easy way to just leave it there. And so these banks often don't have to worry about uh, people running to get their money out, especially because we have FDIC insurance, which sort of also gives the banks uh, some cushion, right? This idea that, that people don't have to worry if their account is less than so many, so much, um, that the government will just pay them back. I mean, that shouldn't exist either. So there's all these distortions. But my problem is, again, that the, the, the borrower has the immediate access to the money and it's treated like any other dollar, right? It's, 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 it's just, you know, you have your deposit and, um, you don't even know if the bank is lending your your funds that they probably are. Um, and then the borrower has the money too. And so you both have access to this 30 grand that's just sitting at the bank uh, that's spendable in theory. Um, so um, legitimately real borrowing would be, hey, I put 30 grand in the bank. I get a return. I don't, and I don't get to see this money. I don't get to use this money. Right. But the bank is sort of mixing the pot. It's, it's got deposits from everybody. I mean, they're not they're not mixing and matching. Exactly. They're just pooling everybody together. Number one. So it's a security like product, really. And they shouldn't they shouldn't be they shouldn't have any different rules than, than other people that issue securities, in my opinion. Um, but they they're pooling together 
you know, these assets and they're saying, well, on average, you know, we only have to make so many withdrawal um, uh, requests every every so often, right? So we can do all, we can basically pretend like these, these people have access to their money and at, at all times uh, uh, because we're, we're likely to be able to make all of our withdrawal um meet all, all of our withdrawal redemption requests. Um, and you know, we have the government on our side. We have FDIC, insurance. Um, we have a good risk department. You know, yada, yada, yada. We can make these loans available to people. Um, my problem is, is that everybody at this bank thinks that they have immediate access to their money. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone is deploying the money immediately. Uh, but they could be, right? If it's just... If it's just some some number on a um, account, in theory, the bank could could allow you to uh, to withdraw these funds and also allow the the person who got the borrow the loan from quote unquote your reserves or their reserves uh, to also spend. Now, I guess it, I guess maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe the bank would go under. It if it wasn't able to make its redemption requests and redemption requests are also like paying another bank or paying, paying another entity. Right. So the bank, um, um, does have to like, make sure it's got enough, like good loans or, or, or good, you know, some reserves there to meet all of its requests. Um, but you know, I'm talking about the commercial bank now, the Federal Reserve Bank, if it has assets from these commercial banks, right, uh, do they have enough assets, right? How many assets do they actually have? I'm not talking about the the, the, the the bonds that, like, the government sells the Fed. I'm talking about the actual assets that, like, these commercial banks supposedly have to keep at the Fed. Is that what Keith is saying is providing the cover for how the Fed borrows, right? So the Fed is borrowing these dollars, apparently, or whatever it is that these commercial banks are having to put with the Fed. But to me, if this wasn't continually growing, then the Federal Reserve couldn't continue to buy assets, couldn't continue to buy bonds, right? So if they're not upping the amount of reserves that like commercial banks have to put with them, Right, real you know dollars that are deposited at these commercial banks, so that are then deposited at the Fed. Wouldn't the Fed be limited on how much they could quote unquote borrow, right, or quote unquote print? In my mind, right. Uh, but but well, of course, I think that we know that the Fed creates these dollars out of thin air, right. So what's the difference between the Federal Reserve? Um having assets or dollars from these commercial banks held with them versus when the federal reserve creates new dollars. So someone like creates new dollars that then they're, they're digital, right? But they still flood out into the economy, right? When the government basically sells a bond, the fed is giving them dollars, right? They're giving them dollars. And these dollars come from somewhere. Is Keith saying that they're coming from the borrow Right, coming from this idea that maybe commercial banks are putting assets at the Fed, I don't. I wouldn't think that they'd have enough assets there to do that. So, you know, or is he saying that? Well, 
they're really just the Federal Reserve is issuing a liability called the dollar, you know, and, and uh, this isn't the Fed's uh, dollar. Yeah, he said that in the article. But I know that. I mean, the, the dollar is going out the door. The dollar is going to um, the dollar is going out the door to the government, whoever or whoever or whatever asset the Fed might be buying. Um, so I don't get it. I guess I need to reread the, these articles of his and try to understand um, at a deeper level. But now I'm curious, you know, why these, you know, this question of why these commercial banks have to put any kind of reserve at the Fed. You know, at first, the common idea, at first you think, well, it's it's for safety. It's because they want to make sure that these banks, you know, aren't, aren't too crazy with their lending. Well, maybe it's for a different purpose. Maybe, maybe it was originally so the Fed could borrow, right? Maybe that was their cover. I don't know. But it still doesn't make sense to me that they'd have enough assets to borrow to, quote unquote, borrow these dollars into existence versus like creating them out of thin air. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's just it's an idea thought. It could be way, way wrong. But I'm going to be thinking about that.